Podcast 186. Paul Stanley's Soul Station is coming and off the soundboard. Gary, they're actually doing this. Uh, they, you know, finally they're uh, listening to us. <laughs> All right, Kiss Army. You wanted the best. You got the best. Now close your eyes. You're about to be podcasted. Welcome back to your podcast. I'm Ken Mills, and as usual, I'm joined by Gary Schaller. Welcome back to your show, sir. Oh, it is great to be here. Thank you so much. It's great to be anywhere. <laughs> it really is, yeah. I, I, I've noticed myself when I go out and, and someone says, like, how are you? I say, like, could be worse, you know, <laughs> beats the alternative. So <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. How, how have you been? Doing good, doing good, being safe, and uh, just looking forward to all the goodness that can come. And we want everybody to be safe out there, love one another, do the best you can. And as KISS fans, we have some fun stuff coming up. We've got Paul Stanley's Soul Station album is coming out. It's called Now and Then. It's going to be released March 19th. Get it, get it now. He's doing something really cool. If you pre-order the album right now from Talk Shop Live, you can get, if you're one of the first 1,000 people, Paul's going to sign a CD booklet, so that's very good. Of course, I've got like uh, a million different versions of this thing bought, so we got the purple vinyl, the black vinyl, Mm. the CD, and now this one. So Paul's also going to be doing a Talk Shop Live uh, that's coming up in a day or two. And, of course, we've got the Kiss Room coming up this Friday, so check that out. So I'm excited about this new Paul Stanley album. What do you think of what you've heard so far, Gary? I, the, the first thing, well, the first thing I did when I, when I heard it was up for pre-order is I pre-ordered it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I've loved everything that I've heard and seen from, from this project so far. I liked the video. I thought it was just a really cool, nice little, like, performance video. They look great. They sound great. Mm-hmm. And the the next thing I did, you know, as soon as I heard it, you know, I think the first single was the Ooh Child mm-hmm. single, right? Uh, which was great. And, uh, and and what it made me think of right away is all the conversations, uh, Ken, that you and I have had for going on, what, 20 years almost, right? Uh, uh, both on and off the podcast about the Motown influence, uh, the, the Motown and R&B influence that um, undergirds so much of uh, Kiss's music early and uh, later Kiss music. And even pop, you know, a lot of people chuck that out. But like when we listen to Kiss, we don't just hear Led Zeppelin, right? We just right. don't hear the move. We just don't hear, you know, Mountain or whatever they were into. We also hear things like, you know, Smokey and the Miracles, The Temptation, Paul Revere and the Raiders, Chubby Checkers, The Twist. I mean, you've seen Gene dance all the time he's always referencing the, mm-hmm. the twist and the dance parties so this is this is the time and the music scene that these guys came out of back when you could listen to cklw or uh just any of the great am giants and you could hear anything from Jimi hendrix to the raiders to dave clark five another kiss covered them right and mm-hmm. the temptations motown stacks everything even country i mean everything was available back then and it was all on the same station it was wonderful and, and then I think that- things got segregated again right Right, yeah, and, and and I think that that does li- the listener a disservice for sure. I I um, I know that uh, when I've been involved at all, I was a little bit involved in college radio when I was at college, 
And I kind of like that format where, you know, there isn't necessarily like a heavy metal hour or a country music hour. A lot of times it's really people just playing whatever they like Mm -hmm. and you get a real cool mix uh, throughout the day. Um, I I also think that, you know, there's sometimes uh, artists will do kind of embarrassing departures where you're like, why is so-and-so making a hard rock record? Or why is this person doing that? And I, I think that Paul Stanley has always been a really soulful singer. And, uh, and like, again, like you and I have talked about the, the Motown and R&B influence is, is easy to spot when you really get into the music of Kiss. So this doesn't feel like a weird departure. It feels like a very natural thing for him to do. Mm-hmm. You and I are huge Beatles fans, right? Right. Yes, absolutely. And you and I, we've often kind of lamented the fact that some within the Kiss Army are kind of like unforgiving as far as directions and turns that the band has made or the solo members would like to do, for example. Like if you listen to BK3, that album, it's different. I mean, literally, it's got a different vocalist on almost every track. It's mm-hmm. it's it's amazing. And then you've got work as as diverse as Peter Chris's 78 solo album, Gene Simmons' yep. Asshole, and Gene Simmons' 78 album. And, you know, Ace has done a lot of covers, a lot of covers, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that Paul's getting to do something that he loves to do. We've we've supported every member of KISS as far as doing something that they want to do creatively because this is it. This is not a dress rehearsal, right? Right. And I think it's funny that for a band and a fan base that likes to say, you know, everything from it's my life, I'm doing it my way to whatever, you know, I mm-hmm. want to do this, I want to do that, I love it this way, that we should allow our heroes the same rights that we afford ourselves and the same independence so looking forward to now and then from paul stanley's soul station it's going to be fantastic right now if you pre-ordered uh for example i pre-ordered off of amazon as well Mm -hmm. and i want it available everywhere like the three tracks that have already been made available to download for example there's ooh child the single and could it be i'm falling in love and a song that paul wrote I O I. So that's what I'm really excited about. As much as I am enjoying this as far as having new music from Paul Stanley, I'm also interested in new music written by Paul Stanley. So that's that's definitely a thing. Yeah. And can we talk about just general authenticity, right? Like uh the care and um and and clear just love that went into making these recordings, right? It shines through on every single track. The arrangements are brilliant. The performances are great. The band sounds super tight. You're also getting half of Kiss. So, you know, Eric Singer's on drums, right? Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, Kiss notwithstanding, this is like a, ve- like, I, I don't think anybody could pick this up and say, ah, this is, th- there's any inauthenticity or there's any kind of appropriation or like this person's a phony baloney. Like, it sounds very much like Paul. He's not um, copying a certain style or anything. He's doing Paul, but he's but the band is doing these songs brilliantly, and it's gorgeous. And it's great when anybody who is creative gets a chance to scratch an itch that they've always wanted to. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's good to explore your creativity. So I can understand a Kiss fan saying, this might not be for me. This is, it, you know, any of the paths that any of the uh, individual members of Kiss may have followed. But I look at it as no different than John Lennon, Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, 
and George Harrison, they all did what they wanted to do. And my uh, music collection is better for it. So, yeah, yeah, it, it goes full circle because I feel grateful to Kiss all along for having gotten me into a lot of different kinds of music. Like I, you know, unabashedly adore Gene's 78 solo album and Peter's 78 solo album. So it was a natural progression from, from those that I did start listening to things like the Beatles and Motown and then mm. to come full circle and have, have, you know, kiss now, you know, pay or a member of kiss now paying such a loving tribute to that kind of music. Really. Uh, I appreciate the circle and I appreciate the journey. Mm-hmm. And it's fun because I'm, you can see like the reaction videos are coming up for the soul station video. Mm. For, you know? <laughs> so it's, it's kind of fun seeing those reaction videos. I enjoy them quite a bit. Yeah. A couple things I'd like to mention right up front. Check out clickteshop.com for some cool kiss theme t-shirts. We are glad to be in their catalogs. If you want to get a kiss room shirt or a podcast shirt, that's right. You can head on over to clickteshop.com. And something very cool that I kind of got involved with a little bit is Unholy Radio. Mm-hmm. If you go to www.unholyradio.com, you can hear, believe it or not, 24 hours a day, KISS content. And that's everything from uh, the actual KISS albums to uh, some of the offshoots. And you hear some some different kind of stuff. We, we actually did a thing where we recreated a night this last month where we went back in time to the Animalize tour from 1984 mm-hmm. And we actually aired a metal shop show from way back then. Then we had your intrepid reporter, Ken Mills, hop in the time machine. And I took you back to 1984 at the venue. You heard the crowd milling around outside the arena. It was very theater of the mind. Wonderful. We gave a report on how much tickets were, (laughs) what T-shirts were available (laughs) at the venue. And the confusion about whether it would be... Mark St. John or Bruce Kulick, who we had heard was going to be there. So that was really cool. And we actually played the opening act, Queensryche. We actually played a Queensryche concert. Then we came back and went to Kiss Live from the Animalized tour. It was a fun night, and people from all around the world got to listen to it. And every once in a while, I'll be popping on there and taking over the DJ's uh, chores, if you will. So that's, that's going to be fun. So look forward to that, unholyradio.com. I love that theater of the mind kind of stuff. I know we've done a, a fair amount of that here, and, and we'll probably do more in the future. And I, it's so immersive and, um, and fun to listen to. Absolutely. And it was a blast to go back to 1984. I had the uh, ripped-up sweatshirt, so it looked <laughs> like I was from Flashdance, and the animalized print uh, bandanas. Now, when you did the water drop thing, Right. Yes. Uh, did you? Was there like a drainage system beneath you, or did you just? Was it a lot of mopping? No, it, you've got to have a drainage system. Good. Otherwise, okay, that's good. yeah. Well, uh, you know mess. what a feeling. What a feeling. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's weird, but Gene was actually considered to play the male lead in in the movie Flashdance. Do you remember that? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Wow. <laughs> Talk about your worlds colliding, right? Yeah. Wow. Wow. I uh, I appreciate the roles he did play. I feel like they were on brand for him. I don't know, romantic lead. Uh, eh, well, I don't know. I mean, anything's possible, man. Anything's, anything's possible. possible. Did you did you see them in 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 1984 on that tour? 
Yes, absolutely. That was the first time I got to go, what we're going to say, backstage. I made fake backstage passes. Brilliant. Uh, using a copying machine, believe it or not, and my art skills. And they worked. They were laminated. They were laminated. And it was wonderful. And the reason that I knew what they would look like is because we caught the same show earlier. Hmm. And then when they came through Cleveland, we were ready for them. So you had, uh, you, but you must have known someone who had a backstage pass and that you were able to then make the copies. Yes. I got to see one and go, okay, I got it. And nice. the really neat thing is that we got to see them film some of the Thrills in the Night video. Oh, you were at that concert. Yes. But I'm talking about when there was no one else hardly in the auditorium. So huh. we got to go in early and we sat and they, they they said, you can sit over here, but, you know, don't make a lot of noise. And so we got to see, like, Paul used the trapeze and all that oh, stuff, right? wow. Yeah. I got to say, man, the Animalized Tour is absolutely one of my favorite KISS tours because of the sheer amount of just, like, fun and energy. I love Eric Carr's drumming on that tour. I, I, I Just the, the whole band sounds great. And um, there was such a playfulness of, about it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did you, so so I know that when you went to see them on the animal on the creatures tour, you had that experience. I think you said where you you didn't you were expecting Ace, right? And on right. the way there, we got uh, the DJ said somebody named Vinnie Vincent's going to be there, and we were like, "Oh, what is going on here?" You know, it was just a surprise. But at this point, we had heard about Bruce Kulick, and I was fortunate enough to. I'm going to say meet half of Kiss, because even though I was in the same room with Gene and Paul, they like came in, got a drink, mm-hmm. and grabbed girls and left. Bruce and <laughs> Eric were there, though, and it was the first time I met either of them, so that was really cool. God, that's great. I'm so glad that you got to meet Eric Carr. Yeah. Well, actually, a couple times. Uh, there was one time I saw him in Erie, and he and Gene were eating. And this fan went in and said something about, could you sign my stuff? And Gene said, go outside and wait, and I will take care of you, but mm-hmm. you have to wait. And when they, they came out, and because I'm, you know me, if, if Paul's coming out of an elevator and he looks like he's upset, I don't want to bother him. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, of course. Yeah, and so Gene comes out, and Eric's like ready to sign everything, and Gene just stops everybody, and he speaks to this person, he says... Because you were rude, you're going to have to wait. I'm going to sign everybody else's stuff here. <laughs> oh, wow. So wait. Rude and, meaning and, the person that approached him in, when he was While he was eating, yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. guys, it's, it's literally his lunch break, right? So he right. signed everybody's stuff, and then he signed, and he was nice to him. But he's like, you got to, you know, respect boundaries, you know. It was, it was a pretty cool thing, actually, to be honest with you. When I was in college, my the band I was in was really into King Crimson and I still love King Crimson. They're a great band. Check them out by the way. Um, and we, the drummer of the band and I went to see King Crimson in New Jersey in 1996. Anyway, we went to McDonald's before the show and who was sitting there eating a cheeseburger. It was Adrian Ballou who was in, who was in King Crimson. He was also in Frank Zappa's band. He's been in a gazillion things. Bowie. He's done stuff with Bowie. Bowie. Yep, absolutely. 
uh, brilliant, brilliant musician, amazing musician. And uh, I had we had that like, oh, crap, do we like he's eating like, let's leave him alone. Oh, no, but he's so cool. And we like we we just, you know, leaned by his table and we said, we don't want to bother you, but we're really excited for the show. We're, you know, have a great performance. We're so excited to see you. And he couldn't have been friendlier. He was like, oh, thanks, man. I'm, I'm glad you're coming. See you there. And it was such a <laughs> it's like. It was such a dice roll because I'm with you. I really hate bothering people when they're eating, but uh, I'll never forget meeting Adrian Ballou while he was eating a cheeseburger. <laughs> and he'll never forget that cheeseburger. It was That's, a quality, that was, quality cheeseburger. We made that meal for him. Yeah. There you go. Hi, this is Bruce Kulik, and you're listening to Podkissed. So today... We're talking about something that you and I have been some of the fiercest defenders of this band, and we've also called them out when we felt like they're not giving their best. And that what's the old saying? You wanted the best, you got the best, right? And yes, Gene always says we're the bosses, which I'm sure he's regretted that at times. But <laughs> <laughs> but. We have talked about everything from box sets that consisted of socks and how that was a bit of a disappointment. But now we're getting new music from Paul. And mm -hmm. now something else has kind of snuck its way into the ether. And surprise, surprise, surprise. I didn't even try to imitate Gomer Pyle. But <laughs> yeah, somewhere around February 24th or so, Amazon.com UK put a placeholder for a future thing that was coming up to be sold. And it was something called off the soundboard. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to read to you what it said. And it, this has since been taken down, but it's not been taken down because it's wrong. It's taken down because somebody jumped the gun. Well, wait a minute. Uh, a, a magician never reveals his tricks, but do you, can you confirm what you just said, which is that it wasn't taken down because it was wrong. I can tell you this much. This product is real. It is in the planning and it is supposedly coming. That's mm. all I can tell you. Okay. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. I didn't interrupt. So here we go. This will be officially announced and available in the U.S., available in vinyl and CD off the soundboard. It's the new official bootleg live series for Kiss. Did you hear that? Series, not one. But series. Not one, but two. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let's not press our luck, right? But, uh, you know, it, it, this is exciting because we have talked for many years about how other bands like the Grateful Dead or Bruce Springsteen or so many others have taken their live recordings and made them available and you and i have even talked about like wouldn't it be cool if kiss could do like its own columbia house bmg kind of thing oh put me in coach yeah where you got the concert of the month or the dvd of the month or whatever this is something that we've always kind of looked forward to and kiss is doing this oh. and it's kind of shocking what they're starting it out with let me read the promo part here yeah, this is perfect. Starting the series will be their epic performance at the Tokyo Dome in Tokyo, Japan on March 13th, 2001. This show comes from the band's vault of soundboard recordings. It features Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Eric Singer, and Ace Fraley. 
Wow, huh? Yeah. I mean, right. When this news broke, you and I talked a lot about it. This is such a cool pick because this was such a brief lineup. People were very, people were upset about, uh, you know, Peter leaving. They People had very strong feelings about the makeup issue. But I think that, you you know, across the board, there was a lot of excitement about the possibility of a lineup that included both Ace Fraley and Eric Singer. Um, and and indeed, th- these performances were tight. They were great, you know, and, and uh, uh, the, we got to hear songs that we don't usually hear because uh, we heard things like um, Talk to Me, I think. And then they did these sort of jams. I don't remember if they did them in Tokyo, but I know that they did them in Australia, these sort of jams at the end. Uh, playing a lot of different riffs from a lot of different songs. But there was a a renewal within the band, I think, where Eric Singer um, kind of, I don't know, kick-started it or jump-started it. And um, what a cool pick. What an amazing thing to yank out of the vaults. Yeah, and this is kind of an unusual shot. Like, if if you would have come to me and said, okay, Kiss is doing this, what what show do you think they'll start out with? I would have figured that they would have started with the classic lineup or the current lineup. Mm-hmm. Right. But to do such a deep pull, a deep mm-hmm. cut, if you will, uh, you know, this just, it, it opens up the mind, right? It opens to what else could they bring us? Because I'm thinking of things like, uh, we'll get yeah. into that. We'll get into that. Yes. Let's, let's take a look at the track listing. Side one, Detroit Rock City. Deuce. Shout it out loud. Talk to me. Side two. I love it loud. Firehouse. Do you love me? Calling Dr. Love. Heaven's on fire. Side three. Let me go rock and roll. Shock me with a guitar solo. Side four. Psycho Circus. Lick it up with a bass solo. God of Thunder. Drum solo. Side five. Cold Gin. 100,000 years. Love Gun. Side six, I Still Love You, Black Diamond, I Was Made for Loving You, finished off with Rock and Roll All Night. Yeah. Yeah, great, great performance. What a great deep pull. Do you, can we talk about the artwork for a second? I, and, and, and who knows if this is preliminary or the final product? It is the final product. Okay. Here, you know why you love this? And I, I do too, but do you know why you, know why you love this? Why? You love this because the logo doesn't look like it's metal. Right. And and there is no fire. Yes. <laughs> Am I right? Did I get you Agreed. right? Agreed. Yes. Right. That's that's a big chunk of it. And it's very simple. And a lot of these uh, we're gonna call it the bootleg series or whatever, the bootleg live series for KISS. Uh, when other bands do this, they tend to have like a template. Like, here's this mm-hmm. show, number one from this tour, or whatever. And it's kind of a generic look. And I've heard some people say something online that, like, for a band that is as creative as Kiss is, but this is not a quote-unquote legitimate release in the sense that this is not part of the standard Kiss catalog. Right. This is an exclusive off the soundboard. I mean, it's got okay. its own thing. Right, and and it it is called off the soundboard. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So this this is interesting because, as you and I talked about, uh, some of the most uh, compelling or um, 
I don't know, fascinating KISS performances, to our knowledge, were not captured on soundboard recordings. They might have been, right? Certainly possible. But we've heard we've heard things over the years as collectors and as fans uh, that are not soundboard recordings. Some of the recordings are pretty rough, but I'm thinking about things that we would want to hear, really want to hear soundboard recordings of, right? So I, I'm I'm imagining what it would be like if they unearthed a soundboard recording of one of the Mark St. John shows or a Creatures show that isn't Rio, right? Because to, to this day, we don't, you know, those are things that you can hear, but they're not very good recordings, especially the Mark St. John performances. And it'd be amazing to hear what those sound like uh, a clean from a clean source. Uh-huh. Right? Absolutely. You know, let's let's talk a little bit about the artwork before we move into what we'd like to see or expectations. Right. It's very generic looking. It looks like it's stamped, right? It, it, it's, it's a cardboard, kind of brown kind of a thing. And it's very simple. It's going to be black and white labels. I don't think you're going to see individual art for each one. And I think that we are so spoiled by kiss that we expect like the multimedia extravaganza every time. But I think the only way to make this really work is to make it similar to like the live nation shows or the Mm -hmm. instant lives that they did where pretty much the cover was the same. The track listing was on the back and here you go. Yeah. Yeah. So here it is. This is KISS. This is what we've wanted. This is something we've wanted since the earliest podcast episodes. And we even speculated that if it's ever going to happen, it's probably going to be as KISS would be winding things up. And if the pandemic had not have happened, KISS would be done by now as a touring band. So like... No, no, no. It would be this summer. Well, that's what I'm saying. We're leading up to this to yeah. the time when yeah. if the if the pandemic would not have happened, you know, Kiss would be winding things up very soon. Right, 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 right. So it's still kind of like on Kiss's schedule, if you will. It's a natural thing for them to do. Um, I hope that they don't um, s- simply lean on audio versions of what we already have in things like Kissology, right? Like I, I. I would be less interested in, if this included things like Houston 77. I'd be less interested if we got another version of, say, um, uh, what do you call it? The um, the uh, the Largo show or something, right, from 79. So, like, that's your biggest fear, that if this, if this continues going forth, that that would happen? Well, I want things that are interesting. They can't look, they can't all be, I think, Tokyo 2001 in terms of the novelty element of it, right? Right. And I think it's a really a lot to expect them to maybe do something as as uh, crazy as releasing the Jamaica show from 2002 or or some really um obscure performance from God knows when. Mhm. But I, what I don't want is more of the same. Like, I don't, I don't want something we already have. Right. Well, I, I can understand that, but my biggest fear would be the ability to hear this and then go back and tinker with it. Like, I uh, don't, uh-huh. I don't want any uh-huh. nope. drums replaced. I don't want any overdubs on guitar. I would rather just have it be raw and true to the spirit of off the soundboard where here it is. Boom. Well, that's why I love the uh, instant live stuff, right? 
I thought that, you know, in 2004, and then they did it, I think, in 08 as well. That was such a blast to go to the concert and then get the concert on CD. Raw, unedited, perfect. It was great. So I, I do hope they do that. Uh, I hope they don't do any overdubs or touch-ups. No thank you. Yeah, because seriously, this is what we have always claimed that we've wanted from KISS, mm-hmm. right? This is the kind of thing, and to be honest with you, I'm surprised they're not doing it via a subscription service where <laughs> instead of having to go to Target or Amazon or Towns of Music or wherever, I'm surprised you're just not signing up for the Kiss of the Month Club, right? <laughs> well, I mean, again, we haven't, we still haven't gotten official confirmation on what this is going to look like, and do we know the price? Well, I've seen everywhere for the, for example, the triple vinyl is probably about 50 bucks. Okay. And a little bit cheaper for the CD, if you will. So, Because I don't want them to make this prohibitively expensive. I, what I really want is for every KISS fan to go buy this. Go buy right. this. Make it happen. Right? If we buy, I, I'm not trying to tell people how to, yes, I am. I am trying to tell people how to spend their money. <laughs> if you can afford this and you're not lacking other things that you need, Right. Uh, buy this so that we can keep getting this. Right. I want more. For example, I'm on Townsend Music Store, which is Townsend Music dot store. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm looking here and it says the release date is 11-06-2021. I don't know if that's the actual release date or not, but it would make sense. What, was the, what, I mean? what was the month? 11-06-21. Wow. Quite a, quite a lead up. Yeah, but that this is the thing, right? Somebody was trying to be proactive, make a placeholder on the internet, and of course, Kiss fans. Oh, we are all over the place. Kiss, you know how the saying is, "Kiss is everywhere," right? Uh-huh. You, you watch on Kiss Online, and they're like, "Kiss was on a cooking show last night." Kiss is everywhere. Well, Kiss fans are everywhere too. <laughs> like like roaches. <laughs> Like cockroaches, we will outlive you all. So God, it's uncanny. So uh, <laughs> as soon as this was put up, within seconds, Kiss fans were on it, right? So sure. yeah. And one of the things that I'm really glad to see is I'm seeing a lot of people that were kind of bummed out over like Kiss socks and things like that, and they're like, for the first time in quite a while, I'm very excited about new product from Kiss. So right. Do you, but you have your finger on the pulse with this sort of thing more than I do. Are you seeing excitement about this release? Well, I know that on the podcast Facebook page and over at the Kiss FAQ page and on the Kiss Room pages, people are excited about this. Mm-hmm. Okay. The most I've seen is people saying, "What's the deal with the cover? It looks so unkiss." You know what I mean? But not everything has to look like a standard Kiss mm-hmm. album. Right. That's right. And actually, uh, why part of why this aesthetic appeals to me is because is, you know, it has to go back. It goes back all the way to Kiss Alive. Right. Mm-hmm. And Kiss Alive has that kind of stamped. I, I don't want to say military, but kind of um, like stenciled anvil case on the road kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You Absolutely. know, like 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 a road case. 
Yeah, yeah, precisely. And I think that that's part of why this appeals to me is like this is the kind of thing that would be like mass produced or like ready to hit the road. Um, and, and and I like that this sort of a no frills thing of uh, here's this bootleg. It, it also reminds me of the history of bootlegs. Like the, the if you go back to where rock and roll bootlegs first came from, right? The great white wonder, the, the famous Bob Dylan bootleg, which was like a white sleeve with a stamp uh, almost like the Beatles White Album kind of thing. Exactly. Right. And and uh, bootlegs don't bootlegs don't have to be fancy. <laughs> they can have a really uh, uh, I don't know, like no frills kind of artwork, and still have amazing music inside. Agreed. To me, I think it's fantastic. Now, uh, I asked you a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what would you look forward to? Like, if you could pull three. Uh. Kiss concerts, or you can pick a couple. What would you like to have them focus on? Which shows would you like them to pull? Ouch. Uh, yeah, I got to tell you, I had like analysis paralysis trying to figure this out. <laughs> I really did. It was hard. I, um, to be honest with you, I kind of forgot that they had to be soundboard. Okay, so I'm going to have to sort of... Yeah, but uh, hold on. Yeah. The fear about it being soundboard or not, we don't know what they have. We don't I know see what, what they saying. don't have. Okay. So they could have anything. You know, somebody could have been running a recorder at any time. Who knows? Okay, okay. So... Okay. I have three categories. <laughs> I have three categories. <laughs> All right. Okay. Shoot. All right. The first category is the we we have this already as fans. And I and I still think it's so great, and I would love an official release, and everyone should hear it. Okay, okay. that's category right. one. Okay, hit me with it. So in that category, we have uh, Daisy, nineteen seventy-three. Right, this uh, really amazing performance that uh, surfaced. I don't know about five years in the past five years, maybe give or take. Uh, the earliest known soundboard recording of Kiss, and the earliest performance I think we have. And very different arrangements for a lot of the the classic songs. So Daisy, nineteen seventy three. Then I had Paris, nineteen seventy six. I just love the Paris gig from nineteen seventy six. Really raw, heavy performance. And then a uh, New Jersey Meadowlands, nineteen ninety two. Because a that was an amazing performance, and b that was the first time I saw Kiss live. So those are the three that uh, right away came to mind. I have a second category. God, God help me. I'm so, I'm so sorry. Okay. But, um, this category is the clean them up category, which means if you can, if you've got something better sounding like a soundboard, you know, uh, I would love to hear Rockford 82, right? If you've got a soundboard of Rockford 82 kiss, please put that out because that's an interesting performance. What makes that one jump out at you? Well, if I'm not mistaken, it was either that or Sioux city where they did things like rock and roll hell and I think they did keep me coming at one of those performances, mm-hmm. but it was one of the this was one of the first times that we are hearing Vinnie Vincent uh, that lineup, right? Um, or or any other creatures show, to be honest. Um, Ottawa, L.A. Those are some good ones. Quebec. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then of uh, one of the MS uh, Mark St. John shows, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Either the one where he and Bruce both played, or the one where it's just Mark. And then uh, I'd love a like a 1979 show like Fresno, for instance, which already sounds good. But, you know, again, if they could clean it up or have a soundboard, I don't need to hear Largo again uh, or 
I don't need another release of Largo. But if there's another 79 show out there, uh, that would be brilliant. And then my last category, and thank you for being patient, is the stuff that we we don't have, meaning like it, it hasn't circulated that I know of among fans. You can't dial it up on YouTube. So again, a soundboard creatures show. That Jamaica show from O2, which I think is interesting. That's the first, to, to, to our knowledge, like that's the first Eric Singer and Tommy Thayer uh, lineup performance. And any of the behind the scenes kind of stuff, right? Who says this has to be only like soundboard live performances? Maybe we have rehearsals, right? Maybe we have things from the mixing desk, right? Like, uh, I don't know, some of the demos or recording sessions for records, uh, rehearsals. I want to hear that stuff. So those are my those are my picks. I just I couldn't contain it to just three. What about you? Well, of course, there's the historical things that we'd like to have, mm -hmm. right? Uh, historical, because it's history and all. You know, Eric Eric Carr's first show. You know, things yeah. like that. Uh, the show with uh, Bruce and Mark St. John playing, where they switched off mm -hmm. at times. Things like that. Things of that nature. The weird thing is, is Kiss is kind of in an unenviable position on this right because they they're hitting it out of the park with this one i feel mm -hmm. and if not every show is going to be as something that we've been thirsty for <laughs> right let me let me put it that way but i'm just excited that they're doing it at all so yeah. it's kind of like you know your birthday's coming Every kid has that feeling of their birthday coming and you look forward to it and you drop all the hints. You want the Red Ryder BB gun and oh, you'll put <laughs> someone's eye out and all that stuff. But everybody hints, they do that thing. Mm -hmm. And then you even, you know, when your mom says, what do you want? You know, no one ever says socks and underwear, but you know, you're probably going to get them. And when you're over 18, you're glad you get them because... <laughs> You need them then, but you know, all of that aside, you never know what you're really going to get. It's kind of like the Cracker Jack thing, or when you yeah. go up and put the the quarter in and you crank the thing and you're hoping for the Star Wars thing in the, that comes out of the vending machine, but you might get Gumby. So you, you go, but I got Gumby. It's okay. You know what right. I mean? So not like every pull is going to be Star Wars, you know, sometimes it's going to be Gumby. So I'm Gumby, damn it. So every once in a while, you know, it's it's not going to be the greatest find in the world. I'm so impressed with the first volley. Yeah, yeah. So impressed. Kiss, mm -hmm. thank you. I think every member of the Kiss Army, when we saw this, we're like, this is real? This is a thing? This is happening? And yes, it looks like it is, folks. So we are excited for sure. And it was great to see the... Facebook pages light up and Kiss FAQ and the Kiss Room Facebook page light up, Podcast Facebook page light up. It was great to see everybody excited. To quote someone, they said, I haven't been this excited about Kiss in a very long time. So I'm very excited. Very excited. Uh, what are your picks, though? Do you have any? Did you come up with any that you? I know you said there's I've, these... I've already said that, so I've kind of spent my shot my thing. You know what I mean? You, 
But wait, you don't you don't want to hear any of the shows that you went to? Oh, well, see, that's where it really comes down to, right? Like that's one of the things I loved about the instant lives yeah. or whatever was the fact that I was at this show, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, Michael Stanley passed away last Friday as of this recording at, from the Michael Stanley band and I grew up in the Cleveland area and it's weird how just in the short amount of time some people are now putting up video that they've been sitting on. Mm-hmm. Every time an artist passes away, that happens, right? Whether it's because people just go, man, I'm going to miss that person, right? But I saw a show from New Year's Eve 1981 that I was at. Oh, wow. And it was so neat to just sit there and laugh and cry and giggle at the jokes that he did and the goofy things that happened when the girls were kissing him and trying to pull him into the audience. I remember that night. So, mm, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would look at any of these things I would love to have, any any of the times that I saw Kiss. So I'll be hitting up those Cleveland ones like crazy from back in the right. day or when I was in Maryland and saw them or when I was in Dayton or Erie or Pittsburgh. I'm very excited. Yeah, me too. This is great. Yeah. So uh, Kiss, as you're listening, not if you're listening, because we know all the members of KISS, past and present, listen to every episode of the podcast. In their house. On, yes. On pizza night. That's true. Right. And Paul had pizza night the other night. He... That's right. In their conversation pit, they, they go and they talk about this. And they listen over a radio. Um, as you're listening, do, do this, KISS. Make this happen. Don't, you know, don't have this just be some left field fantasy that uh, the internet generated. Well, I'm very excited, and I don't know if I'll buy all of them, mm-hmm. but I know that I plan on scoring quite a few of them. So, if you, you know. if you're not gonna like, let's say that you weren't gonna buy all of them, but if they were offering like a subscription club, like you said, then I would have no choice. Wouldn't would, see that's yeah. that's what they need to get to, right? <laughs> see, I kind of want them to do that. I'll tell you the truth because I kind of I kind of like it when. Uh, I know that like my brother and I used to do this when we were taking a road trip uh, or, or going to see Kiss. Like I would say to him, all right, pick a year. Right. And he would say like 19, 1982. Right. And I would or whatever. And I would grab a Kiss recording from that year. And I kind of like when someone else decides which Kiss recording I'm going to listen to. And uh, I, I would love to have, like you said, that surprise of, mm-hmm. uh, oh, right. All right. OK, this is what we're getting. I'll listen to this. Yeah, I, I totally get that. Totally get that. So I'm excited. And uh, we just wanted to get on mic here today and let you know about Paul's album coming out. We wanted to let you know about our thoughts on this. Just want to thank you for listening to the show today. It was great talking with you, as always, Gary Schaller. Likewise. Likewise. Great to talk to you. And I have some announcements I'd like to make. There's a couple sad souls that are joining the Kiss Army podcast division Kiss Army Nation podcast with Pasquale and Andy will be coming out in April. We also have our good friend Cameron Duty, who has started the Alive Unplugged, the music of Kiss, mm. in which he will just have conversations with people about Kiss. I look at every Kiss podcast as an extension. We're all part of one thing. If we could all get on one network, it would be fantastic. But like, you listen to like Kiss My Wax and Kiss FAQ podcast, and they all have their individual specialties, if you will. You know what I mean? It's it's almost like Kiss special teams. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, some people mm-hmm. are kickers. Some people are great with the defense and the offense and all this stuff. But I, that's about the extent of my football knowledge. So, And there's cheerleaders. And I think you and I are the cheerleaders. I think so. We, I, I, I certainly think we're some of the jolliest people in, in the KISS community. That's true. I like to uh, be positive. Us and Matt Porter, the most positive KISS fans in the world. Yeah, check that out. And one other thing, there's a really cool thing called Buffalo Rock City, a KISS tribute album, and it's going to help homeless people up around Buffalo. And our buds from the Rock and Roll Residency, the Gene Simmons Band, the Ace Fraley Band, Ryan Spencer Cook, Jeremy Asbrock, Phil Schaus are all on it, and Dean Castronova. Nice. Yeah. Of Journey. And, I mean, a lot of people are on this. Check it out. Buffalo Rock City Kiss Tribute Album. Good cause. Pick it up. It's really good. Really good. Fantastic. So I think we're going to wrap it up today. We'll be back before you know it. Because who knows when a podcast is coming out, right? We we're, we just surprised you today. So it, You know are. what? It, that's the joy of it. It's like the subscription service. You don't know what you're going to get you or when you're going to get it. don't know what you're going to get. There you go. Right. But we love talking about KISS, and we are glad that you are here with us. And Gary, being glad to be doing this since the end of 2006 with you. Man alive. It's been a long time. It's a and lot of so yakking. Cool. Right. Thanks for putting up with us, everybody. Yeah, really. It's more than our wife's do at times. So anyway. <laughs> all right. So we will see you all in the next episode of your podcast. Check out clicktshop.com. Check them out for some cool podcast shirts. So we'll see you all in the next episode of your podcast. Say right, see much, you, Gary. See you, Gary. Much love. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Gene Simmons, and you're not. And we need to help each other be a proud America and do the right thing. This has been a public service announcement. And that is our show. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to check us out on the web at www.podcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook and on iTunes. If you'd like to contact the podcast, please drop us a line at podcast at gmail.com. Big thanks to Julian and everyone at kissfaq.com. They've got great information there and a terrific message board, too. Thanks also to Keith LaRue and everyone else at Kiss Online for their great work representing the hottest band in the land. And as always, a big thanks to Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Ace Fraley, Peter Chris, Vinnie Vincent, Bruce Kulick, Eric Singer, Tommy Thayer, and the memory of the late great Eric Carr, and the late great Mark St. John. You are KISS, and we are your army. Podcast is created by the KISS Army for the KISS Army, and it is available for free as an internet download. If you like what you hear on our show, go buy it and support the people who made it. Podkist is not affiliated with KISS or any of its members past or present. On behalf of myself, Ken, and the whole rest of the Podkist crew, thank you for listening to Podkist, the KISS fanzine for your ears. <laughs>